another week went by, and this is Dr. Ron Efford on the program. Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, with an attitude of gratitude. I thank you for being faithful uh, podcast listeners. And we know that grateful people are happier, less depressed, less stressed, and more satisfied with their lives and social relationships. And today, uh, I have a lot to be thankful for. I I passed another milestone. I have a birthday going on today. Uh, Lots of great friends uh, treating me. Lots of presents, cards, well-wishing. So I have a dad who's past his 100th birthday. Uh, I have a grandson who was born on the same day as my birthday. So uh, great family, great wife. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being uh, loyal listeners. Uh, We hope to uh, continue the level of broadcasting that we have uh, demonstrated these past four years. Uh, We have over 220 episodes in the archives. Uh, We are on iTunes. We are in Google Play. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on Blueberry. Just about every podcast platform carries Dr. Ron unfiltered, uncensored. And I want to thank, again, all of our listeners last week, even though Dr. Amalu contracted the flu and could not be uh, brought to you. uh, uh, We had a lot of listeners, just more uh, than I ever thought we did and uh, would have, and it's really quite humbling. Uh, so I do want to thank you for that, and I think if you listen to that sh- that program, that podcast on concussions, I think there's a lot of valuable information on, on that program that you'll you'll. Uh, it's really worth listening to, and we will rerun that that program again. Ladies and gentlemen, this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to continue with the tradition of bringing you uh, medical advice and experiences that you're not going to be heard discussed uh, on the uh, mainstream outlets that talk about the the medical news. Uh, For instance, you're going to be hearing a lot about how they've lowered the normal blood pressure uh, normals, and we're going to tell you how they arrived at that and why that is really fake news and just they just lower the numbers to uh, sell more drugs because, again, they use relative risk rather than absolute risk. So we're going to bring you programs on inflammation because inflammation is the basis of most chronic diseases, and we're going to talk about inflammation, oxygen deprivation. Uh, Dr. Smith has some interesting and uh, informative clients of, uh, that he's treated for concussion, and recent uh, articles have shown that the cervical spine and oxygen deprivation are really critical when you treat concussions. We're going to talk about photoimmodulation, how light affects our health. Uh, We have so many topics. That's why we were going to take the month of December off, but we decided to to continue podcasting because there is just too much information out there. We will have the best of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, broadcast to you on uh, December 5th and December 12th. 
Uh, we'll be, we will uh, return live on uh, December 19th, but we will be away for two uh, weeks uh, in December, December 5th and December 12th, two Tuesdays. But you'll hear the best of Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. One will be on CBD and the other will be on concussions. Uh, just just a lot of information to get out to you, ladies and gentlemen. With that being said, we have uh, our co-hosts, as you know, uh, who are here and prepare for you every week. And that's Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry. Dr. Dan, are you there? Yes, good afternoon, Dr. Ron, and happy birthday to you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate so, it. it uh, it's a and as we would say in Italian, salute and a dig at Chindan, which means we salute you, God bless you, and another hundred years of good health. Thank you. And Dr. Jerry, good yes, afternoon. Yes, happy birthday. And just remember, it's only a number. <laughs> I have to. So have there's to physiologic age and chronologic <laughs> age. <laughs> <laughs> but I always remember, you know, when when the George Burns hit a hundred, um, he said, "Well, when you tie your shoes, he says, what do you think about?" He says, "I look around to see if there's anything else I can do while I'm down there." <laughs> <laughs> well, it is just a number, and uh, we also have an Italian saying: when we drink our wine, we say "Gendan," but with my dad right. already hitting that, we go "Genta Cinquandan." Which means 150. So we're we're looking forward uh, to uh, to a long life. Good afternoon, so, Jerry. Uh, good afternoon, Doctor Dan. Good to have you on the show again. Good to good to have you too. Well, let me let let me just start out with a quote that uh, Doctor Jerry and Doctor Dan know about, and the quote is this: "Quote, <clears throat> it is simply no longer possible to believe much of the clinical research that is published." or to rely on the judgment of trusted physicians or authoritative medical guidelines. I take no pleasure in this conclusion, which I reached slowly and reluctantly over my two decades as an editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, unquote. That quote, ladies and gentlemen, was from Dr. Marsha Angel, who was the editor of one of the most prestigious medical journals uh, that physicians rely on. So with with that, we want to just talk uh, talk today. Uh, I, I sort of threw my co-host a, uh, a little curveball because we were actually going to take today off. But uh, there's information out there from uh, John Rappaport and uh, and even Mercola had an article on it this 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 week about medical errors, and it it just blends into what we have been telling you, that you have to be in control of your own body. You have to be the CEOs of your own body. You have to be knowledgeable. You know, we told you, doctors reaching the age of 55 are not a happy group. They don't like what they're doing. They're rushing you in and out. They have quotas to meet. The opioid epidemic is 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 indicative of, the, of what's going on in medicine. You go in for to get a tooth extracted. They give you 30 percodans. You go in to get a uh, mole removed from your ha- head. They give you uh, oxycontin. They just not. They just want to keep you drugged up. And that that we're getting a a, a group of people that are so drugged. There, I mean, they're really lending themselves to being controlled, mind controlled. So, gosh, ladies and gentlemen, you have to be concerned about what you're doing. Uh, doing to your body, question your physicians, 
uh, if they don't have time for your questions, you have to move on to somebody else. Yeah, uh, but just but remember, it makes the football game a lot more enjoyable. <laughs> 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 Why you get CTE? Right. right. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. you but you got to ask the doctors the questions. You must open your mouth, or or it's it's going to go the wrong way. There's no two ways about it. Okay. No, that's just important. Quiet. And, and, and no, you don't have to be quiet. We have to all jump in on this because this medical destruction, it's not just the opioids. I mean, it is medical destruction. We'll talk about the numbers. The numbers are just mind-boggling. Some people are just waking up to this uh, because of the, the opioid, opioid epidemic. But they're going to catch up today. But I'm going to give you a few horrific catch-up quotes Quote, approximately, appropriately prescribed. Now, it's appropriately prescribed, not these are from uh, approved physicians. Appropriately prescribed prescription drugs are the fourth leading cause of death. About 330,000 patients die each year from prescription drugs in the U.S. and Europe, unquote. Quote, they, the drugs, that is, cause an epidemic of about 20 times more hospitalizations, that's 6.6 million a year, as well as falls, road accidents, and about 80 million per year of medically minor problems such as pain, discomforts, and dysfunctions that hobble productivity or the ability to care for others. Unquote. Quote, another one. Deaths from over-medication errors and self-medication would increase these figures. In other words, they're not even... Counted in the numbers I just gave you. So, in other words, 330,000 deaths per year, 6.6 million hospitalizations per year, and 80 million medically minor problems per year. And all of this stems from correctly prescribed medicines. And these numbers are from the ASA, the American Sociological Association publication that's called Footnotes. This was November. 2014 issue. The article is, quote, the epidemic of sickness and death from prescription drugs by Donald W. Light. Now, who is he? He's a professor of medical and economic sociology. He's a founding fellow for the Center of Bioethics at the University of Pennsylvania. Pretty, pretty uh, prestigious place, I would say. In 2013, he was a fellow at the Edmund J. Safra Center for Ethics at Harvard. I think most people heard of that one. He's a visiting professor at Stanford and a fellow of the Royal Society of Medicine. I think the guy has some pretty good uh, qualifications to, to write an article. So, believe me, uh, this is a, 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 a problem, and a tragedy. It's been going on for 15 years, and it seems to have been hidden. So when you stop to think about the meaning of these medical numbers, ladies and gentlemen, one of the things you realize is this. Massive destruction of life envelops whole countries. It not only maims and kills, it brings emotional turmoil and loss to the families, friends, coworkers, and colleagues of those who are killed and maimed. The 330,000 who are killed and the 6.6 million who are hospitalized and the 80 million whose productivity is hobbled or the ability to care for others is significantly diminished. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what we want to talk a little bit about today. Medical errors, the third leading cause of death in the United States. 
uh, a, a horrific problem. And uh, I wanted to say again, as I said, I gave my co-host a little little short notice on this, uh, but you know, I, I I have the numbers in front of me. And uh, Dr. Jerry, did you get a chance to look up anything uh, in your in your literature? Well, as far as um, you know, the one of the commonly the, the yeah, well, you know, the, going on. yeah, there was an article uh, that was entitled uh, "Death by Medicine." And that basically spells out exactly what you were saying, how the leading cause of death in, in reality is doctor-induced mistakes. There's no two ways about it. The, the cancer, the heart problems, the other issues, when all taken in perspective, uh, pale against the, uh, the errors of wrong prescriptions, wrong procedures. Um, and I, I know one time I walked into the hospital, my father had a, a halter monitor on, and it was a prestigious uh, hospital. I don't want to mention any names. And so I said to the nurse when she came in, I said, is this one of the hospitals where there's 11% mistakes? <clears throat> oh, no, we're, we're very up on things. I said, well, how can you read my father's heart when there's no batteries in a monitor? <laughs> oh, God. Wow, wow. <laughs> so, I mean, this is the craziness that goes on. It is, and, and there's one major medical error per hospital per day in the United States. Yeah, and this is with all the so-called precautions. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Dr. uh, This um, uh, John Rappaport uh, had an interesting article uh, just recently uh, talking about medical destruction of human life in America. And he, he says, and I agree with him, no mainstream news outlet wants to touch this. But uh, he's been writing about it for years, and he starts in 2009 when he interviewed uh, Barbara Starfield. Who's Dr. Starfield? Uh, she's, she's died, but she uh, was a revered public health expert at, of, of all places, John Hopkins School of Public Health. I guess some people have heard of John Hopkins. I don't know. She reviewed. Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, the University of Pennsylvania, Stanford, little, little places, you know. Never heard of them. Uh, <laughs> She was a she 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 had reports in the mainstream, but nobody nobody had, they had they had amnesia about her. So uh, John says, if you're looking for evidence that institutionalized American medicine doesn't care about killing people, he he goes on to say, medical societies don't care, most doctors don't care, medical schools don't care. Public health agencies don't care. Congress doesn't care. The Department of Justice doesn't care. Presidents don't care. Drug companies don't care. Insurance companies don't care. And you think the major media and medical reporters, they care. He says they intentionally hide this story and its implications. He says that when people with the power to do something about medically caused death, and he says, I'm talking about huge number of victims, Know what's going on and ignore it. He, uh, what do you call it? He calls it depraved indifference, negligent homicide, or mass murder. And something that he says is important. He says Barack Obama and his allies have done everything they can to bring more people into the U.S. medical system. Than changing the nature of that system has never occurred to these politicians. So they they're they're trying to bring people into a system that's flawed. You know, we're we spend the most of any developed country yet we're we rank down the bottom of mortality and morbidity. 
So like a, like much of America, they accept the cliches and the slogans about American medicine. Quote, it's the best medicine in the world. People are being denied treatment. We must take care of our citizens. How about a far more accurate slogan? Let's force more Americans to die in the care of doctors. Hmm. Uh-huh. The American definitely more accurate. Care. Yeah, that's definitely more accurate. Let's get them into the system. Uh, what, what I'd love to see is, is excuse me, Ron, what I'd love to see is doctors examining patients more in the office and not just using the computer and the test that come in. Well, they don't not examining. They don't you know, know how to their hands. Yeah. They don't know how, yeah. and they, they have been brought up by the drug companies to prescribe drugs uh, and to do procedures. In fact, there, there's there's article, I wasn't going to discuss it, but there's even an article from, uh, 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 Jesus, from the uh, United Kingdom where they interviewed, a, they, they, were, they were following a surgeon, and he was not washing his hands between surgeries, just putting on new sterile gloves. They said, why aren't you washing oh. your hands? He said, it cuts into my productivity. Oh. Time is money. Oh. That's why you that's need an it. advocate. Yeah, you need an advocate, ladies and gentlemen. You need somebody to be with you at all times. There are 12,000 deaths from unnecessary surgeries. All right? I mean, is that mind-boggling? 7,000 hmm. well, You know, it's interesting. I, yeah, I had a patient. She used to be the head cardiac nurse in a hospital in New Jersey, and she told me flat out that the doctors would argue uh, between doing bypass surgery, putting stents in, and the guy who had the seniority was the one who won out. It, it had nothing yeah. to do whether the procedure was appropriate. It was who had yeah. seniority and who had the opening spaces in the OR. Well, I'm I'm uh, talking to a physician now uh, who has a whole new take on stents and uh, myocardial infarctions and how it isn't the plaque, how it really is the muscle. And uh, I, I want to talk about that next year because there's too many stents being used and they're not decreasing the incidence of, of heart deaths in the United States. And, again, we're spending billions. Yeah, so well, because they're not focusing on the core issue, the underlying reason. That's the, I mean, it's, it's just a Band-Aid. It's another Band-Aid, yep. you know, to uh, – it's a smokescreen to give you the illusion that they know what they're doing. Well, uh, you know, I could go on with the numbers, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, our medical system is at least the third leading cause of death in the United States, right behind heart disease and cancer. And that is a lot of people, okay? Well, you know, uh, the big problem... And, and it's you... being ignored. Who's talking about it? But uh, who's, who has brought this subject up on any podcast, radio show, TV show that, that you know of, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, and when you give them the answer, Dr. Ron and Dr. Dan... They don't want to hear it. When my father back in the 80s was alive, he was in an experimental group for congestive heart failure. And I had my father on a vitamin program, and I called the pharmaceutical company, and I said, what's the life expectancy on your experimental drugs? They said two years. Well, four years later, my father was the only one alive out of the experimental group, and I said to his cardiologist, don't you want to know what I have my, had my father on to keep him going? He said, no. I mean, Dr. Yamamoto, Nobuto Yamamoto, was the head immunologist at Temple Medical. I mean, this is not a second-rate, you know, facility. And he started to publish his research in peer-reviewed international oncologic journals, cancer journals. 
and he was showing how the use of uh, GMAF, uh, glycoprotein macrophage activating factor, was reversing cancer. You know, at at one point, then they they politely asked them to retire because they didn't want the Temple University's medical school name associated with his research. You know, he also came up with a, a test for cancer called the Nagalase test. It's the most accurate indicator of any cancer in the world because every cancer cell makes no difference if it's ovarian or breast or lung cancer gives off nagalase which is the mechanism to prevent the body's own immune system from attacking the cancer it's kind of like a the force field in the, the starship uh, you know a force field to prevent the uh, the opponents from attacking you but the bottom line was they shut them down the labs that were doing the testing, they shut them down. The labs that were, there were two labs internationally producing the GCMAF, they shut them down because they don't want it. Well, you know, that brings me to a point I was going to make, uh, that nutrition is a cornerstone of good health, and it's totally ignored and devalued, in fact, by most physicians. Yeah, but what planet are you talking about? Because in 1929, Ron, the Congress you know, did a, a survey, they had a study done on the uh, efficacy of the soils. They were so deplete in 1929 because of all the, uh, you know, synthetic fertilizers that they were using. So you say, yeah, nutrition, it's wonderful, but where the hell can you find, you know, good quality food other than what you grow in your own backyard, monitor your, your soil. But the bulk of the food today, it, it looks pretty, it's bigger, but it has no taste, and the nutritional value is tremendously uh, lowered. Well, you know, it, it is really crazy that nutrition is ignored, even uh, well, of course. even though. And but the FDA continues to attack nutritional supplements. They're trying to put these people out of business. And what, what, the what if you compare the overall safety record of nutrients versus medical drugs? And we know that the FDA certifies it. Drugs, FDA certified drugs are killing 106,000 Americans a year. Uh, I don't, you know, where's where's that scale at, Dr. Jerry? There is no scale. They are the yeah. police force for the pharmaceutical industry, and any supplement that uh, digs into their profits, their bottom line, they lead them down the primrose trail and give them false information, and then after five years of uh, you know jerking their chain. They they send them a cease and desist uh, letter because uh, I know one when I wrote my book on cancer there was one particular uh, remedy that would boost the immune system it was very effective <clears throat> and and next thing I know it was off the market and the, and I called the company to ask you know how come it's so effective and all he says well that was the problem and the FDA came in and they gave them. Uh, manufacturing guidelines, and they followed it to the T. And at the end of a five-year period, um, they sent them a cease and desist order, and that was the end of that. It was MGN3. It was a great immune booster. But, I mean, this is the nonsense, the games that they play. And and I, and I just want, again, our, our podcast listeners to know that, you know, physicians are trained. I was trained. Dr. Dan was trained. Dr. Jerry was trained to pay homage to peer-reviewed published drug studies. You just heard Dr. Jerry talk about peer-reviewed drug studies. But these same doctors unfailingly ignore the fact 
is that medical drugs are killing a million Americans per decade, the studies on which these drugs are based must be fraudulent. In other words, the, all the whole literature is suspect, unreliable, and impenetrable. So where is this critical thinking by our young physicians? Uh, it's not there, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's all done by design. The key in the equation is they're putting out robots that uh, don't have time to investigate, you know, what the salesperson is telling them. And, uh, you know, they shower them with uh, lunches, with ski trips, with uh, whatever. And because it's cheaper to do that than to put advertisements in the professional journals because they know if they wine and dine a, a practitioner that he's going to sell more of their product. I mean, it's just that's the way business has been, and they want to continue that system. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to continue to talk about this because I have a list of uh, 25 medical mistakes, and we can talk about maybe how you can protect yourself. But first, I want to tell you what happened today. Today, uh, Dr. Ron Repesey uh, opened his second cryotherapy unit in Fort Myers, Florida. It's the first whole-body nitrogen gas chamber treatment center in Fort Myers at the intersection of Daniels and Plantation. Uh, phone number is uh, 239-331-5886. And uh, we had a soft opening, as you would say, today. Uh, and a couple people came in. And one person has been on or uh, marijuana, opioids, uh, for multiple uh, problems. Uh, and here is, a, here is a treatment, ladies and gentlemen, whole body cryotherapy. You can go to NaplesCryo.com uh, Naples and see how it, how it works. It's a three-minute treatment knocks your, uh, your, where you're exposed to nitrogen gas at uh, minus 235 degrees or colder Fahrenheit for three minutes. And one treatment, now this is not the normal, but one treatment made this person just feel fantastic. And Dr. Ron has lots and lots of these these uh, testimonials. Uh, it generally takes six to twelve treatments, but after one treatment, made this person a believer. Uh, so there are non-drug treatments available, and uh, this is one. And uh, in fact, uh, we'll just take a minute. Let me just play uh, one of his radio ads, and then we'll be back with the uh, twenty-five uh, medical mistakes. This is Dr. Ron Repesey of Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa, your place to chill at 239-658-COOL. If you've not heard of whole body cryotherapy and suffer with back pain, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia, or you're an athlete that wants quick recovery from sports injuries, then come chill with us at Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Sauna. Cryospa treatments take only three minutes and are supervised by physicians. Sessions are one-on-one -on -one in a private environment. Each treatment can also burn five to 800 calories. As seen on Dr. Oz, Cool Cryospa is truly amazing technology. Let's hear what Dr. Kurt Biggs, a well-respected orthopedic surgeon in Naples, has to say about Cool Cryotherapy. Hi, I'm Dr. Biggs of the Joint Replacement Institute. Since I started applying the Cool Cryosauna, my patients are healing much quicker and athletes are seeing quick recovery. I recommend this procedure for my surgical patients and athletes. Call Dr. Repesey now to schedule your Cool Cryo trial session, 239-658-COOL, 239-658-2665, located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in in the Noodles Italian Bistro Plaza. Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa. Come chill with us. 
So that's that's the Naples uh, location, ladies and gentlemen. And there's also one up near the Gulf Coast Hospital for you uh, living in the Fort Myers area at Plantation and Daniels. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about medical mistakes, hospitalizations, medical error being the third leading cause of death in the United States after heart disease and cancer. It has moved up. That was published, and I reported on this in May of 2016. That was in the British Medical Journal. And that is another, that's like the, like the New England Journal of Medicine. And reported by a professor of surgery, a research fellow from John Hopkins. Again, another little place that some people may have heard of. And what this physician says, that's Martin Macquarie, is that this information is not as accurate or transparent as we would like it because the, this is from death certificates, and these death certificates only use uh, the International Classification of Disease Codes for death. So causes such as human or system errors are never recorded. So these, uh, there's a lot of people, people die from medication errors, but they may be put down as a heart attack, not from the medication errors. So top-ranked causes of death, as reported by the CDC, inform our country's research funding and public health priorities. Dr. Macquarie said, right now, cancer and heart disease get a ton of attention, but since medical errors don't appear on the list, the problem doesn't get the funding or attention that it deserves. Again, as I said earlier, you're not hearing this by any medical reporting. Incidence rates for deaths directly attributable to medical care gone awry haven't been recognized by any standardized method for collecting national statistics. So unless there's a code for it, it doesn't get put put, put on a on a form. Isn't that crazy? The medical death rate from 2000 to 2008 was analyzed, and using hospital admission rates from 2013, they extrapolated that based on 35 million or more hospitalizations, 251,000 deaths stem from medical error. Remember how our, our grandparents used to say, "I don't want to go to the hospital because you die there." Good advice. Good advice. Right? Right. Remember that, Doctor Dan? Remember our, yeah, our grandparents? Absolutely. Don't put me in a don't. They said, "Don't put me in a nursing home or a hospital." Yep. I don't. We're not discussing nursing homes today, but uh, hospitals, no. Out. Absolutely. Nine well, you know, they have good reason to. Deaths. You know, th- yeah, Doctor Ron. One in twenty-five patients uh, end up with a hospital-acquired infection just walking into the damn place. Yeah, right. Exactly right. So, and and these statistics, I, I, again, I could, it's just mind-boggling. And, and I always say I, I need I need more duct tape to wrap my head when I start reading this stuff. These statistics don't include doctors' offices and ambulatory care centers. Only inpatient. So if you're not, if you die and you're not an inpatient, you don't get you don't get included in these statistics. These statistics which underestimate the risk of error when you go for medical care. So, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please be careful. Please be informed. Uh, please uh, listen to shows like ours and, and others and, and read because uh, I don't know how else you're going to get this, this uh, information. And as Dr. Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry said, our hospitals are hotbeds for lethal infections. I really have statistics on a lot of this stuff, ladies and gentlemen. 
and they've been notorious for lethal uh, infections. Let's see what they said here. 75,000 people per per year, hospital-acquired infection, 75,000 a year. Isn't that incredible? Now, if you feel like listening to a video sometime, there's a one on the Discovery, Discovery Channel. It's titled Shocking Medical Mistakes, The Empowered Patient. It, it's been around since 2016. Uh, so the correspondent, Elizabeth Cohen, investigated medical mistakes and misdiagnosis, including some of her own experiences as a patient. And this, this will help you to be empowered and reduce your risk uh, of dying when in a hospital. So that's called Shocking Medical Mistakes on the Discovery Channel. I, I can recommend that to you if you have some time to watch that. Uh, so, so here's a funny video. one, Dr. Dr. De Ron. It said, exactly. fake doctors, okay? Believe it or not, he said hundreds of individuals have been caught posing as doctors uh, <laughs> when, in fact, they had no medical degree. Well, that's that, that's number twenty-four on the list. Yeah. Baby security breaches. Oh, twenty, twenty-five, twenty-four. Fake dos, doctors. They call it prestige fraud. Yeah, Isn't but you know the funny thing is, you'll rarely ever find anyone impersonating a dentist because it's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I only have this down as number four. You, what do you have it down at, Ron? Number twenty-four. Yeah, 24A, because see, when you look in the mirror and you move the handpiece, it's opposite in the direction that you think it was going into. So it kind of blows your circuits. Especially if you're left-handed or right-handed, then you're really mixed up. It makes up. no difference. Oh, God. Tim Conway reborn. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that was a great but little you know what, video that, that, with Tim really Conway. True. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, re- I remember that bit. I remember that. Yes, yeah, excellent. Right. Yeah, Number 23 on the list is treating the wrong patient. So before every mm-hmm. procedure, ladies and gentlemen, including anyone giving you a drug, make sure the staff checks your full name, date of birth, and the barcode, or have an advocate by your side. And make sure 20- you put a big red X over the area that they're supposed to operate on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, in Florida and now in Pennsylvania, they have Morgan and Morgan, and they just lost a major case. Uh, your fellow had the is the wrong leg amputated. Morgan so and Morgan take, lost the case. They they had the fellow had the wrong leg amputated, oh, and oh. then they finally had to amputate the, the the gangrenous leg, and they lost that case because the judge said the patient didn't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> you better make sure they know that's a joke. <laughs> but you know right. the interesting Pharmacy thing is, he, makes uh, just to give you a quick little pearl, yeah, Doctor Ron. You know, with gangrene, um, uh, I never forget. I met Emmanuel Cheraskin, uh at a conference uh, many years ago, and. He basically had a patient that they wanted to amputate the toes on, and he sent him over to a chelation clinic a few miles away where he was at in Kansas City. And um, in three days, the guy, you know, after like three treatments, walked out with pink toes. You know, the key in the equation is that you could have diabetic gangrene set in because the circulation is bad, but if you do chelation therapy and ozone, it opens up those blood vessels in the tissue, and it turns back to normal very quickly. So a lot of these amputations are, are unnecessary because they're taking the wrong avenue for treatment. 
Right. I, I mean, I, I, I recommend a chelation a lot. And I would say that I agree with you mostly, and I think it's an alternative treatment. And as long as you're not toxic, it's something that you right. should try. You know, but it, it's, again, best as a preventative measure, as, as everything. You know, yeah, it's like a it that can't hurt. <laughs> right, okay. But once once the disease is there and the tissue is dead, uh, but to prevent that tissue from dying, I, I've, I had a, a – he became a good friend. He just died. He was 96 years old. Uh, they wanted to amputate his foot. I had the same thing, Crozier Chester Medical Center. He went for 30 chelation treatments in his 70s and lived to, into his late 90s. So it, it does work. So I agree with Dr. Jerry, but I, I, with the provisor, do it, do it early. Don't wait till you, till you have uh, the tissues all dead. So a lot of, a lot of people are getting plastic surgery, men and women. Uh, that makes number 21 on the list of uh, medical problems you could have. Again, just be sure your surgeon is certified by the American Board of Plastic Surgery. Uh, you can find a list of state medical boards at the Federation of State Medical Board website. Number 20, incorrect drug dosages. One, this happens mostly in pediatrics, ladies and gentlemen. A child is given an adult dose of medication that could be life-threatening for this child. Okay, so it's really important that you question, is my child or my grandchild getting the right dose? They, you have to, the doctor or the nurse or the pharmacist has to inspect that, that, that medication before they give it to you to, to give to somebody. And Dr. Dr. Jerry, uh, yes. a transplant surgeon, Dr. Lloyd Ratner, uh, he noted that any given organ donor could be a carrier of one of several thousand pathogens. And he's just, just talking about, you know, if you're going to become a, a recipient of an organ, all of the organ recipients uh, from a lot, they, they can kind of contract all kinds of, of diseases. So... You know, and you're always talking about how you're finding uh, uh, heavy metals and, and different organs. And when I was reading this as the uh, uh, as a cause to be concerned, if you're you happen to be a patient needing an organ, because in the United States, more than 100 organ recipients have died from toxic transplant. Transplant. Do you think that the the uh, uh, that metals and and viruses you're finding, you think if uh, those organs are transplanted into someone else, they they could be a problem? Oh, absolutely. But the problem is it's not in their vocabulary to even investigate this as a possible, you know, problem. Uh, and, and then the thing is, even if they did find it, how in the world are they going to treat it? I mean, um, you know, I just had a, a cancer patient refer to me with breast cancer, and the bottom line is, you know, she's been to MD Anderson. She's been to all these top cancer centers and all like that. And I told her to bring in her pathology slide. And lo and behold, um, she had hepatitis B vaccine trapped in the cancerous slide in the tissue where the, the breast cancer was. She had um, a nickel uh, trapped in the tissue. And she had cytomegalovirus. Now, you know, if if you're getting a transplant, I can almost guarantee you there's viruses, there's pesticides, there's heavy metals. And and then to top it off, what are they doing to prevent rejection? They're giving you steroids, which is suppressing your immune system. So how in the hell are you going to be able to deal with these other 
variables which you don't even know exist. Hmm. Well, I, I mean, theoretically, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're using quantum physics techniques and diagnostics, you can actually determine what the heck's in the transplanted organ and possibly use uh, frequencies to, you know, counteract what the heck's in the organ, you know, and it's not going to hurt it. Uh, the other thing that we're using now that's kind of blowing my circuits is full-spectrum, full-spectrum polarized, incoherent, low-level light. It's a technology from the beginning of the 1900s, and it was perfected in the 1980s by a, a Swiss company called Zepter. And, for example, my cat had an infection in the eye, and, you know, I'm opposed to antibiotics because of the adverse side effects. It took seven treatments with just light therapy, full-spectrum light without the UV and the UVB lights, and the infection's gone. With light. Is this the same light as uh, as we would use for SADS, seasonal affective disorder syndrome? Yeah, it can be, yeah, full spectrum. But it's polarized. Yeah, I have one of those lights here. Maybe I'll start using it even you should. I'm in this here. And, and then Dr. Dan, what blew me away, last night I put a yeah. blue filter in after I did the full spectrum light, mm -hmm. and the blue filter literally uh, helped to rev up the immune system and and the cat's eye was like, you know, went to 100% clear overnight. The blue filter did a number on the infection. So this, this stuff is real. It's non-invasive. And, it, you know, it can hurt you. It's relatively inexpensive. I mean, I charge $25 a treatment for my patients when they come in. It's ridiculous. Um, and the results, I had one woman had cataract. And after one treatment, she she came running back into the office. She said, I can read the small print on this box. I couldn't read it before I came in today. In one treatment, it increases microcirculation by 47%. You know, my, my webmaster had cataract, and, and I did 12 minutes on each ear because he had ringing in the ears also. I didn't even treat the eye. And he came running back five minutes later and said, oh, my God, I'm driving. I have no glare anymore. This is nuts. Not to, and not to be funny, but I might just use my light for all the problems that I have. Maybe it'll help them out. Yeah, just because make sure I that there's no, yeah, there's no UV light. See, the, the spectrum is 480 nanometers to 3,400 nanometers. The 3,400 right. nanometers is in the infrared spectrum, but make sure there's no UV light or UVB light because that no, can damage it. No, it's got none of that in it. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, all. Yeah. But it's, it's yeah. miraculous. Right. I'm going to try it. Yep. What the heck? They they cost between a hundred and a hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, the ones that I have, and they last they last I don't know twenty five thousand to a hundred thousand hours, something like that. Yeah, so, you, you should live that long. <laughs> that was, that's my next statement. You beat me to it. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's uh, let's just go down here to surgical souvenirs, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, surgical sponges and steel clamps and surgical retractors are but a few of the items that are left inside patients undergoing surgery. Again, one estimate is that two out of 10,000 surgical patients come out of surgery with a souvenir. Again, uh, you know, remind the hospital staff that you're aware of it if you have to undergo any surgery, if you should experience any unexpected fever, pain, or swelling following surgery, ask your doctor to double-check if any equipment has been left inside you. Uh, I, I, I don't know how much this is really down on the list. Uh, 
if you have a central line that is an intravenous line uh, into your uh, body, uh, there is a chance you could get a uh, an air bubble. Uh, but they, they, I think, I don't, I'm, I am fairly sure this the standard procedure and protocols for central line removal in adults and uh, children are, are pretty uh, pretty well followed these days. Misdiagnosis is a definite problem. Okay, receiving the wrong blood type during a transfusion. Again, you have to ask and say, you know, is this the right blood for me? Is this, you know, does this does this match? Uh, things could be botched up. Like you could, they, they could have the wrong biopsy. You know, one out of a thousand lab specimens are mislabeled. So, so you know, uh, you, you go in, you get a, lab, a specimen that says you have X disease, God forbid, cancer. Please make sure it was your specimen. Or if you're, you you know, have time, and you always should have some time, repeat it if he can't say with 100% accuracy that it was your biopsy that was uh, read under the microscope. So if you have any doubt, Ask that have the biopsy repeated, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, unsafe radiation. Well, most are, most are, are calibrated, and we did talk about gadolinium in the past. So, if any of you are following Chuck Norris's saga, he's devoted his life now to warning everybody about the dangers of gadolinium that's used as a contrast medium in uh, MRIs because of all the problems that his wife has, has, has had since her gadolinium studies. Well, yeah, the problem with these dyes, they can get trapped in the different organs and uh, just create a chronic state of inflammation, which ultimately can, you know, wind up with some type of disease process. Have you ever heard of anesthesia awareness, Dr. Jerry? What about anesthesia awareness? You mean waking up, Jerry? Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of that term. What do you know about it, Dr. Dan? Well, I... I know that if you don't get the right anesthesia sometimes, you can you can actually actually wake up during the surgery. And you may be numb from let's say the neck down, but your head may be awake or vice versa and this could cause a real problem. Yeah, we I have I have heard the term one in one in a thousand patients reportedly suffer from this. No I mean, they don't feel anything but they wake up. Yeah. Right, they wake up, they don't feel any pain. Yeah. But they know what's going on. Well, one of the issues, you know, if the patient's taking, let's say, a lot of vitamin C, that literally will negate any local anesthetic or uh, full full anesthesia. So patients should be cognizant of the fact that if they're going to go be put to sleep or even to the dental office, for example, if you're taking vitamin C, that local anesthetic or the general anesthesia uh, will have less of an effect. Interesting point. Mm. Okay. Right, well, they're, they're most they're most of the ones I wanted to bring to your attention, uh, listeners. Uh, it, it, and I think the bottom line of all this is, you know, there is a problem. There's too many deaths from the medical care that patients are receiving. But just be aware, ask questions. If you have to go to the hospital. You know, you know. Make sure you have an advocate there that can check what drugs you're getting. And as my daughter told me in Spain, they almost they expect a family member to sleep over any 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 time a person's hospitalized. So, 
you need an advocate, you need a you need to hire somebody or you need a relative to be with you to check on your medications, to put that X on the area where uh, you're going to be operated on, to query the doctors, the anesthesiologists, anesthesiologist, uh, the pharmacist to make sure you're getting the right medications. So I think that's the bottom line from my take, and uh, I'll ask Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan for a summary just of what they think about medical errors and hospitalizations. Well, you know, one of the areas that's totally, totally um, not taken into consideration is the telephones in the hospital. You have all these sick people with viruses, with other infections, talking into the telephone, and they don't sanitize them. And the, re- the reason I found that out, uh, a, a good friend of mine years ago came up with what I call effectually the phone condom, whereby he developed this thin plastic uh, little baggie that would go over the, the speaker port portion of the telephone, and it had perforation so that the voices wouldn't be, you know, hampered. But, you know, the, the hospital was all excited about it until the legal department got a hold of it, and they said, if we admit that there's a problem, we're going to get sued. So they they abandoned the whole project. Yeah, okay. isn't that something? And and you brought up they a good just, point. The, the, yeah. just, I'll give you just Dan before we go. Uh, is that the hospital curtains? If you're in a semi-private room, I mean they they could clean the whole room uh, and maybe even clean the phone, but they definitely don't change the curtains between the beds. And the doctors and the nurses who are not as clean as you would think they are are grabbing them. They've just seen another patient. They're pulling them closed. Right. Tremendous source of infection. Make sure when they walk into the room that they wash their hands or or use hand sanitizer. There should be a hand sanitizer on each side of the room. But yep. make sure they, if they don't, tell them, please wash your hands. When I walk into my doctor's office, I tell him before he touches me with any instrument, he's touching that computer. Think about the computer that's being touched, too, all day long. You don't know how much bacteria, virus, fungi are on those particular instruments. And then they come over and examine you. Yeah, And just, Dr. Dan, remember to use the sanitizer on your own hands because if you have to punch the doctor out, you don't want to get him infected. That's I have the sanitizer right next to me all times wherever I go. But you tell them wash your hands before you examine me, and then watch him the way he washes and make sure he does he or she does it right. Yeah, he turns pale, right? Sometimes I've said, would you please wash your hands before you examine me? And they just go over and rinse their hands under the water. What did they do? You well, need at least twenty screen. seconds with soap and water. Well. Hey, Dan and Dr. Dan, Dr. Jerry, a lot of people say we're nuts, and that brings me to what I want to, uh, one more thing, as the the holiday approach, I want to talk about the nut bowl, and uh, most people, this time of year, you're trying to avoid foods that are high in fat and calories, Uh, but I want to tell you about a study I just read, because there's a good reason, ladies and gentlemen, go dig in and go nuts. It turns out that rather than causing you to gain weight, eating more nuts can actually put you on a fast track to losing it. This comes from Loma Linda University School of Public Health and International Agency for Research on Cancer. They completed a five-year study of the diets and lifestyles of 373,000 people, including young adults and seniors up to age 70. The results were published in the journal, the European Journal of Nutrition. They show that those whose diets included the most nuts 
were able to lower their chances of becoming overweight or obese much more than those who avoided them. On top of that, the nut fans had a much easier time shedding unwanted pounds. I'll give you the lead researcher, Dr. Joan Sabate, director of the Center for Nutrition, etc. at Loma Linda. She noted these findings run counter to the long-held assumption that nuts are high fat and energy dense, so they'll just pack on the pounds. These researchers discover some great benefits from nuts, especially where seniors are concerned, such as, listen to this, they help you to age better. They keep your memory sharp. Cut your risk, heart risk in half, lowering your LDL while leaving the HDL intact. In fact, it appears that all types of nuts, ladies and gentlemen, because, you know, there's some nuts that grow on trees, and there are almonds, pistachios, and hazelnuts, and walnuts. Then there's the ground growers, like peanuts. They provide a wide range of benefits. And these researchers weren't talking just about picking up a nut here and there, but a diet with 20% of the calories coming from these these treats, uh, so even walnuts. So one good way to add more nuts to your diet is to include a generous amount in your cooking. And I won't tell you, these ladies out there, how to cook because I don't cook. But walnuts go great with oven-roasted carrots. I know that. So Pecan pie. That Pecan pie for the cracker. holiday. <laughs> yeah, with all that sugar. Use <laughs> natural sugar. Turbidado. <laughs> But uh, I just want to tell people, don't be afraid of eating the nuts. They're, they're actually quite good for you. Yeah, but try to get the raw whenever possible. The roasted, uh, they basically do that so that the oils don't go rancid and they can sit on the shelf for 100 years. Yeah, you're right. I buy every nut that I have without salt and without anything, only natural. Right, and the pine nuts are really delicious. You know, you can make a pine nut yogurt by just grinding up the pine nuts dry, Putting in some water and let, and let it sit on a countertop and ferment overnight, and you can put that on your your salad. You get a good protein, and it's a good uh, pine nut yogurt. It's delicious. Oh, I can give it a try. Yeah. Instead of using some of these dangerous salad dressings. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you start looking at the ingredients in there, you, you thought a witch made it. God, I read the ingredients on everything, and sometimes I'm scared. <laughs> Well, if it comes in a cardboard box and you can't read the uh, the label of what's in it, don't touch it. Well, suppose I can't read because of my eyes. <laughs> well, then you become a breathitarian, see, and you won't have to. <laughs> you, you breathe it, okay. <laughs> well, let me just, uh, we're, we're going to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, it's the next big holiday here in a couple of days. Uh I want to just read something I just read from uh, Pope Francis. He says, this life will go by fast. Don't fight with people. Don't criticize your body so much. Don't complain so much. Don't lose sleep over your bills. Look for the person that makes you happy. If you make a mistake, let it go and keep seeking your happiness. Never stop being a good parent. Don't worry so much about buying luxuries and comforts for your home. And don't kill yourself trying to leave an inheritance for your family. Those benefits should be earned by each person, so don't dedicate yourself to accumulating money. Enjoy travel. Enjoy your journeys. See new places. Give yourself the pleasures you deserve. Allow dogs to get closer. Don't put away the fine glassware. 
utilize the new dinnerware. Don't save your favorite perfume. Use it and go out with yourself. Wear out your favorite sports shoes. Repeat your favorite clothes. So what? That's not bad. Why not now? Why not pray now instead of waiting until you sleep? Why not call now? Why not forgive now? Why wait so long for Christmas, for uh, for Friday, for reunions, for another year, for when I have money, for love to come, when everything is perfect? Why wait? Look, everything perfect doesn't exist. Human beings can't accomplish this because it simply was not intended to be completed here. Here is an opportunity to learn. So take this challenge, he says. That is life and do it now. Love more, forgive more, embrace more, love more intensely, and leave the rest in God's hands. So just a little from Pope Francis for the holidays, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and he left one thing out, is leave leave your parachute at home. <laughs> yeah, if you, if, you know, if you don't succeed the first time, parachute jumping is not for you. No, if you don't succeed at first, try the outfield. <laughs> and a bank is a place that will lend you money if you can prove you don't need it. Exactly. And I like Henry Ford had a really great saying. He said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So it's whatever illusion you create in your own mind is what's what's reality for you. Yeah, like Yogi Berra said, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. Right. Especially at <laughs> <in> a restaurant. <laughs> take the <laughs> And don't forget oh, he God, said it ain't over until it's over, I think, right? I think your hosts are going a little nuts today. I think so. Well, because, because nuts are healthy for you. <laughs> right, they're good for you. I did I did have my nuts before I got on. I'm going to tell you the truth. I had a bowl of uh, of cashews before I got on a program. There you go. Okay. That's why I'm crazy. <laughs> well, well enjoy Jim, the holiday. You. It's been fun. And then uh, you're, we're off next week, right, for the next two weeks? Or no? No, not, re- not really. I'll, I'll resend you the schedule. I'll, I will be off. Uh, uh, let me get my notes here. We're going to be off December. I said at the beginning of the show. Now where did I put my notes? Like 5th or something, you said? Yeah, the 5th and the 12th will be off. 12th. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Could I mention Dr. Amalo for a second? Sure. Absolutely. Is that okay? All right. I, Absolutely. I've been doing a lot of research on him. And, um, um, I mentioned to you last week that the brain of Fernandez, the football player, had been taken out and sent to. It was on the. It was on. In fact, I taped it. It was on the regular news here, and it was sent to California. Okay, uh, no, no, it was sent to the University of Boston, and they did find the tau protein in there. He did have CTE, but they never mentioned Dr. Amalu's name at all. There were some there were some other other doctors that uh, that had to do that had to well, do the, uh, the sections. Yeah, because it basically opens up a can of worms for them. That's why. Right, and and also if if anybody's interested in seeing, he's been on a lot of shows. He's been on Raymond Arroyo. He's been on the Seven Hundred Club with Pat Robertson. So I guess you can get it on iTunes. And he says a lot of good things. So I guess we'll we'll have him on the program later on. When the when things settle down after the holidays, but what he says is true and it's excellent. 
So watch out when you play football, guys. Tuck. And a happy Thanksgiving to all of you and your families. Thank you, Dr. Dan. Dr. Jerry, thank you for, for a great year also, and, and Dr. Dan. I thank you both. We have a lot to be thankful for. Let's enjoy our, our families and be generous. And uh, we will return next week with uh, a topic to be determined. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll follow up with some photo uh, biomodulation because Dr. Jerry's uh, been playing with his new toy and uh, – uh, there's lots of information there. It goes back even to New Jersey, to Dr. Uh, uh, Dinshaw, uh, who I followed in uh, in New Jersey, and actually built one of his spectrolytes, spectrograms, I think he called it, spectrograph or spect- spectrochrome. Uh, I built mm-hmm. one of those and, and used it. And uh, he had different frequencies of light using different uh, filters to treat almost any disease, and it was even used. Uh, there was a all, there was a women's medical hospital, Doctor Dan, or something like that in Philly. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Medical, right? Women's Med became Medical Hospital of Pennsylvania, and now it's uh, one of the two medical schools that belong to uh, Drexel, along with Hahnemann. Okay, well they Be used Jefferson. his 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 lights there. And until the government decided they were too effective and shut them down. So, uh, wow, really? Town. Yep. So maybe photobiomodulation. It's just a, a subject that's all natural and too easy to administer, and uh, you know, cuts out the drug company. So, yeah, maybe we should be. We, maybe that will be our topic. What do you think, Dr. Jerry? Sounds good to me. All right, Dan. Sounds okay to me too. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up another week. Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, thank you for listening. If you you're, you're, want to listen to our shows, we are archived on blogtalkradio.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Blueberry, whatever. We're on most uh, formats. You just have to put Dr. Ron, Dr. Ron, Unfiltered, Uncensored. You'll get all 220, more than you need, of our shows. I would recommend uh, listening to last week's program if you missed it on concussions. Uh we sort of uh, did it without Dr. Amalo because uh, he couldn't make the program. The, the the program we did on CBD, cannabinoids, a good primer for you to listen to. A lot of uh, friends here that I golf with are taking it, and their, their arthritic symptoms, their golfer's elbow, their tennis elbow, their energy levels have all increased with cannabinoids. Uh, lots of good shows out there, ladies and gentlemen. All right, gentlemen, we will see you on the radio next week. Ciao. Take care. Ciao. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on blogtalkradio.com. See you next week. Ciao.